This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. In life, we will meet resistance, which can leave us feeling worn down and worn out. But we can find a reason to keep going. Show up, push through, and never give up. Oh, wow. There I am. How's everybody doing tonight? Wow. Mixed reviews. Well, I'm excited to be here tonight. Is anybody else even a little bit excited? Mm. Cool. Got a few people. Let's do it then. So tonight, we're going to start this new series called Never Give Up. Never Give Up. And before we dive into that, though, I'm just going to ask a quick question. Some of you, you don't like it, but uh, who in here loves sports? Okay, we got a few people, quite a few people. So I personally love sports. I love watching them. I love to see my favorite team win, of course. But I also, I really love the food. Is anybody a big food person? Yeah, I mean, if you don't like sports, at least when you go to a game, you get good food, right? There's all kinds of good stuff there. Like, ballpark food just can't be beaten. It can't be. I will argue with you until we both die about that. We'll both die before I admit anything else. But my favorite thing about sports, so my absolute favorite thing is the stories. I love that there's so many different stories, like some of the most incredible, most amazing, most unbelievable stories come out of the world of sports. Just come out of sports. And I'm sure that you could think of some, or if you can't, we're about to talk about a few of them. But just some of these stories where whether you're into sports or not, whether you love sports or you just think they're whatever, there's these stories that they stick with us because they hit us like right in our feels, right? Like it's just these cool stories. Like whether it's a gymnast that lands this super awesome difficult move at the Olympics and wins the gold medal. Or whether it's the player who you hear almost got cut from the team before it even started and then scores the winning goal to win the championship. Or when the marathon runner had such a bad injury that he didn't know if he'd ever get to run again and then he crosses the finish line. Or maybe it's the team that nobody ever thought had a chance to win and then they take home the championship and everyone's like, what? How does that happen? But what do all those stories have in common? Like, why do they stick with us so much? And I think they have one thing in common, 
and that's resilience. They have resilience in common. And when I say resilience, this is what I mean. I'm talking about the ability to, to keep going even when things are hard. I'm talking about showing up to face really difficult things in life even whenever you would rather run away. I'm talking about knowing that you're going to be okay even when things are hurting and even when things don't turn out the way that you had hoped. I'm talking about choosing to never give up, choosing to find a reason to keep going, to find a reason to take that next step forward and to grow stronger after you've struggled, after you've failed, after you've faced this hard stuff in your life. See, that is what we call resilience. That is what we're talking about in this series. That's exactly what we're going to talk about over the next few weeks throughout this month. We're going to talk about resilience and what that looks like in your life, what that looks like in the lives of a Christian. But to start, like, let's, let's just be honest. Like, as we talk about this idea of resilience and getting through the hard stuff of life, like, some of you might be thinking, yeah, that's great. Like, cool, we're going to talk about resilience. But, Morgan, you don't, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the things that I have to put up with on a day-to-day basis. And that's true. For some of you, I have no idea. I have no clue what you're going through in your life. But because there are so many, there's some of you who are going through, like, these difficult things that maybe even no one around you knows. You feel alone. You feel like it's all on you. Or maybe people do know what you're going through, but you still feel alone in what you're facing. You feel like it's all on your shoulders. And either way, I don't want to downplay the pain that you're going through. So I don't want you to think that I'm going to stand up here and say that your pain isn't real. See, when we talk about resilience, we aren't saying that your pain or your difficulty or your struggles are something that you just need to get over. Just get over it. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that resilience is about facing those struggles. It's about facing the feeling of wanting to stop, of facing the feeling of not wanting to show up or to stop trying or to stop fighting and to keep going instead. And then learning along the way how to get through to the other side. But if you've ever felt like giving up, like some of you, maybe you've really felt like giving up. I can totally understand that because I've been there. See, when I was in college, <clears throat> I was faced with some of the absolute darkest days of my life. My grandmother, who I was extremely close to, she died completely unexpectedly. My mother was suffering from really severe depression, like completely isolated from the rest of our family. I was alone at school, hours and hours away from my family, away from my friends. I had no new friends. I was isolated, and I was depressed. See, I had two classes that, if you've ever been to, you do things like Greek and Old Testament classes. And I had those classes, and they were two of the most challenging classes of my life, and I had professors who, if I'm just going to be honest, they weren't that nice. 
They really weren't the nicest guys in the world. See, my brother, he also was going overseas to Afghanistan at this time. So I wasn't eating well. I was isolating myself. I was stressed every single day thinking about school and finding a new job and getting good grades. I was worried about my family back home who was sad and down, and I was grieving the loss of someone that I loved so much. And all I wanted to do was give up. That's all I wanted to do. And I didn't know exactly what giving up looked for me in my life, but I knew that that's what I wanted. See, we've all been there in a situation where things feel really difficult, in a time where you're just thinking to yourself, like, it shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't feel this way. See, nothing can shake up your world more than pain. Pain completely can obliterate everything that you have going on. And in the middle of it, the thing we want most of all is just for the pain to end, for it just to be over. See, resilience is the furthest thing from our minds because all we want is normal. We don't want to stick through this. We want it to go away. See, the problem is, though, a lot of times, returning to that normal is out of our hands. We don't have control over that. Like, we can't make the difficult stuff stop. We can't make the challenges just go away. So what do we do? What do we do? How do we keep going in the faces of challenges? What do we do when in the middle of them, the feeling of keep going is the last thing on our mind? See, thousands of years ago, there was this guy named Paul. And we've talked about him a few times here at Tribe, and this guy had plenty of reason to want to give up. Plenty of reason. See, Paul started out as not so great of a guy. To put it lightly, he treated people terribly, especially people who believed and followed Jesus. See, but then one day, Paul met Jesus for himself, and his whole world changed. Everything changed for Paul. Paul had heard of Jesus before, but once he met him, once he saw him, once he really got to know who Jesus was, that's when everything changed for Paul. Soon, Paul wasn't just being nice to Christians. He was doing more than that. Paul was helping them to start churches and change so many things in their lives for the better. And you'd think that because of this, right, because he knew Jesus now and he was doing these great things to grow Christianity, that this is when everything in his life would have got great, right? Like things would have been awesome for him. See, he'd found his life's purpose. He had done a complete turnaround from who he was in the past. He was a leader in the church. Like, it all sounds great, right? Like, that person should have everything going for him, except it really wasn't. It wasn't great. See, in a letter written to one of the churches Paul started, he detailed all the trouble that he dealt with since deciding to follow Jesus. Let's take a look at what he says. He says, I have been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. 
Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty, and I've gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. So in case you didn't catch all of that, right? Prison, whipped, faced death, lashes, beaten with rods, stoned, shipwrecked, adrift at sea, danger after danger, hungry and thirsty, cold, like that is intense. That's a lot. That's a lot for a group of people to deal with, let alone one man. And this guy isn't just one man. This guy wrote nearly half the New Testament. This guy who had every reason to believe that the good stuff, the good stuff that he did would equal in an incredible life with no pain, difficulty, or heartache, was also the guy who faced more difficulty and more trouble and pain than any of us could ever imagine. But here is what I think is so important to note here. So Paul had every reason to give up. Every reason to give up. You add all those things together, and you can cut them in half, and he had every reason to give up. But instead, Paul kept going. See, Paul had every reason to ditch God, every reason to ditch God, because his life got harder when he started to follow God. He chose to follow God, and everything in his life seemed to fall apart. But he didn't quit. See, let's look at what he wrote to another one of his churches that he served. He says this, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. See, the it that Paul is referring to is the idea of knowing Jesus fully. See, the moment that Paul met Jesus, his views of what was important in this life completely shifted. They shifted dramatically. See, the way he saw the world and the way he saw the other people around him shifted dramatically. He knew something bigger, something way bigger than his difficulty, than his pain, and it all had to do with following Jesus. Because here's what Paul knew. He knew that knowing Jesus changes everything. Knowing Jesus changes everything, including how we can face the hard, difficult, unfair stuff that we have to face in this life sometimes. And how does it change everything? See, because we remember that Jesus himself faced mistreatment. It wasn't just Paul. It wasn't just the people who followed Jesus that faced mistreatment. Jesus himself faced challenges, pain, and death. See, God's own son wasn't spared from the worst that this world has to offer. He was killed 
because of it. But after being put to death, Jesus came back to life. See, he beat death. He overpowered death, and that is what changes everything. See, because now we know that God is bigger. He's bigger than the worst thing that could possibly happen to us. We know that God is working even in the most difficult and hard times of our life. We know that one day that God's gonna make it all right. And knowing that, it makes us having resilience possible. See, let's look back at what Paul said just after that. He says, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on. He was forgetting the way that he used to live his life, forgetting the difficulties that he was facing, the difficulties that could keep him from going, to keep him from wanting to be resilient, to keep him from wanting to follow this new way of life with Jesus. See, Paul had one goal in mind, and that was it. It was knowing Jesus more, knowing Jesus more. No matter what he walked through, no matter what knocked him down, Paul kept his focus on knowing Jesus more through all of it. Because keeping our focus on Jesus, it helps us find the resilience that we need to keep going. See, when we get knocked down, we're, we're, we're able to find a reason to keep going, a reason to get back up. A reason to keep going because we trust that God is with us. We trust that he's going to make it better. We trust that he's working for us. And even in the most difficult things we face, that he's right there beside us. See, while he was alive on earth, Jesus, he said something to his followers. He said something that I think it can help us understand this whole idea of looking to him. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcame the world. So the weird part about this is, is Jesus doesn't say you might have trouble. He doesn't say that maybe you're gonna have trouble. He didn't say that there's just a possibility he said that, that trouble was a guarantee in this life. It's guaranteed. We're going to go through something that's going to hurt. But he also said that we could take heart. We could have hope because Jesus had already beaten every single trouble that we could ever face. See, that is amazing news for us because it means that we don't have to give up. It means that we can bounce back it means that we can have real resilience in the face of anything that life throws at us. Anything that life throws at us because the spirit of Jesus is with us. Because when we choose to follow Jesus, he's saying that I'm with you through it all and I've already beat it. So you get the winner on your side. You get the champion on your side. See, resilience helps us never give up. Resilience is the ability to choose hope and to move forward from a setback in our lives. See, and I know that this is possible, and I know that we all have it in us to bounce back, to keep fighting for what's possible. 
And I know that with Jesus, that, that resilience is possible for all of us. And I know this because I've experienced it in myself. Remember back to the story that I was talking about earlier. Remember I said that I wasn't eating well, I was isolating myself. I was stressed every single day about school and finding a job. I was worried about my family back home. I was grieving the loss of my grandma and I wanted to give up. I was done. I was sick of it, it just hurt too much. But I didn't give up. I kept going and even when it was really, really hard, even when I had nights that I couldn't sleep because I had so much anxiety, even when there were days that all I could do was cry, days that all I could do was cry and just call out to God, just ask him, beg him for help. Even when I felt utterly helpless in helping my family, I kept pushing forward. I instead focused on exactly what we're talking about tonight. I focused on that to help me get through it. I focused on resilience. See, I passed all of my classes. I graduated with the degree that I started. I found friends when I was at school, people to connect with. I got a job here at Cornerstone doing exactly what I wanted to do with my life. See, I overcame intense anxiety and depression at a time when I felt like it was impossible. And I did it all because I set my eyes on Jesus. I set my eyes on the calling that he had put on my life. See, was it always, was it always easy? No, absolutely not. See, there were times when I was terrified of the own thoughts that would go through my brain. Terrified. But I didn't let myself stay there. I kept pushing. I didn't give up. I was resilient because Jesus was resilient. And he overcame everything. And I knew that he told me I could too. See, I knew that because of what Jesus did and what God had already promised me, that God was bigger than those terrible things that I was feeling. He was bigger than the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. See, I knew that God was working even in the hardest times. I knew one day that God was gonna make it all right. And knowing that is what made having resilience possible. See, resilience helps us never give up. When you face a setback that has you ready to give up, I want you to ask yourself these things. There's these three questions that I want you to ask yourself when you feel like giving up. The first one is, is happening. What is happening? In other words, identify the situation. Identify the situation that you're in that's making you want to give up. See, what's causing the pain? What's causing the stress? What's the hardship that's in your life right now? And what do you wish was different about the situation that you're in? See, one of the first steps toward building resilience is to be honest with yourself. Be honest with how, what you're feeling. Be honest with what you're going through. And you have to be honest with what you're facing and how you want it to change. 
See, resilience isn't about pretending that things aren't bad. It's not about pretending that you're not going through something. It's not about ignoring the hard things. It means facing the hard things head on. And honesty helps us do that. And sometimes we need to be honest with ourselves. And the second question is, what is true no matter what? What is true no matter what? So when we're facing difficulties of any kind, it's really important for us to focus on truth. Focus on what's true. See, this is what Paul did. He focused on who Jesus is. And he focused on what Jesus has already done to help us build resilience. So I want you to consider what's true no matter what you're facing. And what's true is that God loves you, that God is with you, and that God hates the brokenness in this world. He hates it. He hates it just as much as you do. See, we remember that God gave us Jesus to help us get through it. We remember that Jesus has already taken on and defeated all of our challenges. And that with our eyes on Jesus, we can begin to get back and keep moving forward. See, we can have resilience because we know the truth. And the third question is, what can I do? What can I do? And the truth is, is that so many of the setbacks that we'll face in this life, they are out of our control, right? But that doesn't mean that there's nothing that we can do to help us dig deeper and find the resilience that we're looking for, to help us keep going. So think about what this looks like for you. See, what's a good first step to help you start practicing resilience? Maybe it's opening up to someone who you trust, someone who you feel like you can rely on. It's opening up to and telling them how you feel. Maybe it's asking help from a friend, a tribe group leader, or maybe even a counselor. Maybe it's choosing to be kind to yourself. Maybe it's choosing to make wise decisions, to make wise decisions and not to make decisions that are just gonna make it worse. See, whatever it is for you, I want you to think about it. Think about just one thing that you can do in the face of your difficulties, in the face of the hard stuff that's gonna help you keep going. You need to remember that resilience helps us never give up. So if you're facing something that you know you need help with, like right now, something bigger or harder than you feel like you can handle on your own, see, I want to encourage you to talk to your parent, talk to a tribe group leader, talk to an adult that you trust today. Don't wait on it. Don't wait until maybe you might feel like it. This is part of what we can do to help, is we push ourselves and we say, no, we're not letting this difficulty control us. And believe it or not, the people that you talk to, the adults that you talk to, they're probably gonna have stories and ways that they through difficulty in their life. They're gonna teach you and show you ways that they've had to build resilience in themselves. See, and it might be helpful to 
just hear that from someone who's been through it. To the adults in your life and the adults that are in this room right now, the ones that show up here every Sunday night, they're here because they want to help you bounce back. They want to help you choose to move forward and to point you to Jesus. They're here because they want to be here for you. So I want you to consider sharing with them or with someone in your life today. And as we go back into worship, I want you to think about this one question. This one question, it's what's one thing I'm going through that is building resilience in me? We have to reframe it, right? We have to reframe the way we think about it. Don't ask yourself, what's the most difficult thing? What's my biggest struggle right now? Ask yourself, what is one thing that I'm going through that's, go, that's helping me build resilience in myself. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for bringing us here tonight. We thank you for your son. We thank you for that promise, that truth that we get to have each and every day. That promise that you gave us that when we believe in Jesus, that he's right there with us through it all, that you're right there with us through it all. We thank you for sending a son, sending your son to die for our sins. We thank you for sending him here to go through all the same struggles that we went through just so he could overcome them and give us this, this thing to champion, this thing to look forward to that we get to have the winner on our side. He already overcame this world. Every difficulty, every struggle, everything, he overcame it already. And we get to look to him and say, he's with me. So I pray that each person in this room would understand that. They would hear that tonight. That it's not just a cool story. It's not just a fun story that we get to talk about at church. That this is something that we get to champion. We have Jesus with us. I pray for anyone in this room who hasn't made that, call, that, that decision in their life, Lord, that you'd start to mold their hearts and transform them to see Jesus, see what he did for us. And I pray for anyone in this room who's going through a struggle, who's going through something that is building resilience in them and that they would see it that way, that they would see it as building resilience. Pray that you'd give them the confidence to talk to a tribe group leader or an adult or their parent, someone that loves them and cares for them, Lord, and that you would continue to build resilience in each and every one of them and let them know how loved they are by you. It's in your name we pray.